Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, January 24th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And here's What's What near you. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is delivering his annual State of the City Address at Hostess Community College in the Bronx. This year's theme is Getting Stuff Done. Adams says he plans on laying out his vision for keeping New Yorkers safe and economically content. Adams intends to speak out against social media companies that have negatively impacted youth mental health. He will also call on state and federal lawmakers to do more to curb some alleged predatory practices on apps like TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. And Adams is asking parents to join in on the effort. He wants them to create tech-free times for their children and wait until they're 14 years old before giving them a smartphone. The mayor will also address other topics like the migrant crisis and the How Many Stops Act. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is cracking down on popular payment apps like Venmo, PayPal, and Zelle. He sent a letter with a list of demands including increased monitoring for unusual activity, wait times on large transactions, and lower transfer limits. To app users used to the pace of today's electronic banking, this may seem like an inconvenience, but Bragg says the measures are to help protect New Yorkers from a rise in online threats and thefts. Some apps have responded to the letter. Zelle says they're aware of criminal incidents, but also reminded users that less than one-tenth of one percent of their transactions are reported as fraudulent. Hundreds of volunteers and outreach workers spread out across the five boroughs last night for the annual street homeless count. This year's count comes at a point in time where the city is seeing an influx of asylum seekers that could affect the city's homelessness numbers. The survey is conducted at the same time every year, and it's required by the federal government. It's supposed to inform the city on where it should allocate their resources. New Jersey will follow in suit tonight with a survey that'll include its 21 counties. A new report reveals that New Yorkers who live near warehouses could be more severely affected by pollution. The Environmental Defense Fund is a national environmental advocacy group. They found that roughly 3 million New Yorkers live within half a mile of large warehouses. These warehouses mainly fulfill online orders, but they create delivery truck traffic, which dangerously pollutes the surrounding air. The residents who are at risk of facing pollution-related health issues are more likely to be Black, Hispanic, or live in poverty. The Environmental Defense Fund revealed that pollution from e-commerce disproportionately affects people who are already at risk for severe asthma, heart disease, preterm birth, and other conditions exacerbated by poor air quality. Environmental advocates are calling for New York State to pass the Clean Deliveries Act. This would hold warehouse operators accountable for the pollution they create. They would have to pay fees for emissions or find cleaner alternatives for delivery vehicles. And at the city level, advocates are pushing for a change to the city's zoning rules that would require permits for warehouses and forbid them from being built near schools, parks, and other public resources. New York State will soon allow qualifying Green Thumb residents to grow a new kind of plant. That's right, Caroline. The Office of Cannabis Management announced new rules which would permit New Yorkers to grow their own marijuana. Residents of New York over the age of 21 would be able to cultivate up to six mature marijuana plants and possess up to five pounds of the dried plant or concentrate at any given point in time. The proposed legislation stipulates that the plants would have to be kept in a secure location to ensure they don't fall into the wrong hands or make the grower's home a target for theft. 
Following the rule's approval, there will be a 60-day public comment period before they go into effect, likely sometime in April. Starting tonight, you'll be able to see revived American musicals like Once Upon a Mattress, Jelly's Last Jam, and Titanic. Encore is a concert series presented by New York City Center. They're celebrating 30 years of revisiting the archives of American musical theater. And the ensemble does not disappoint. Sutton Foster will be starring as Princess Winifred in Once Upon a Mattress, and Billy Porter will be playing the chimney man in Jelly's Last Jam. On this day in 2021, American country music singer Morgan Wallen hit number one on the U.S. album chart with his second studio album, Dangerous, the double album. The Voice alum's 30-track album shocked fans with the sheer number of new songs released simultaneously. The hits include Sand in My Boots, Wasted on You, and Wondering About the Wind. The album also established the all-time record for the longest duration at the number one spot on Billboard's Country Albums chart, holding the spot for 98 weeks and counting. And beloved former host Jon Stewart is returning to The Daily Show. He'll be the Monday night host through the 2024 election cycle. Stewart will also serve as executive producer on the hit Comedy Central series. Over the past few decades, stand-up comedy has been a cornerstone of New York nightlife. Josh Johnson is one of the rising stars on the scene, and the Emmy-nominated writer is now gearing up for his first nationwide tour. WFUV's Leah Mallory sat down with Johnson to talk about his upcoming tour and how he got his start. So is being funny inherent, or can you teach yourself to be funny? That's a very hard question. That that honestly is like the question that sums up if, if most people should be doing stand-up. I think that there are definitely techniques of storytelling that anyone can learn and there are definitely um ways to write a joke that are formulaic enough that most people can do it but as far as being funny and having being inclined to even talk about certain things in a funny way i think is something that is innate in a person and i'm not saying it can't be found maybe it's deep down in there but i do think it's something that's there all along even if it's in the smallest way, not necessarily something that can just be purely taught. I don't, because so much of what comedy is, is perspective and sensibility. If your perspective and your sensibilities are not, are not geared toward things that are funny, I don't know if you're going to be able to change that because you are who you are. But I think that there's definitely things that you can learn about joke structure and story structure that can make you a compelling performer. So in your recent special up here, Killing Myself, you essentially frame your comedy as like a therapy session. Uh, you make jokes about your personal experience, but at the same time, you're being vulnerable. Um, are you reconciling your vulnerability with comedy? And is comedy a way for you to cope? I, th I think comedy is a way to cope, but I also think a comedy is a way for everyone to earnestly come to the table and be vulnerable because it because it's not wrapped up in something so serious as like are you right or wrong or are you a good person or something i think that it's um it's a very compelling cover to say whatever it is that you actually want to say and so as much as i think that everyone should 
be doing their best to be authentically themselves all the time. I do see how comedy lets you say something you would normally say in a comedy venue as a place where specifically you're supposed to say things that you aren't supposed to say outside of it, which is what makes that place special. Like if, if you were to say the things that you said on stage at a comedy club just to people on the street, you'd seem like a crazy person. So that's why there's a time and a place for um, not just for for comedy, but for how you want to say certain things. Yeah. So would you say that on the stage you are more of your authentic self? Yeah, I think that when it comes to how a person does comedy, however much of themselves they give to it, it to me is based on one, their perspective again, and then and then two, whatever they find the funniest thing to perform. So there are some people like you look at Jimmy Carr and that's someone who's specifically the sort of like one liner joke, 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 joke type comic. And then you look at Richard Pryor and you get a little bit of everything. You get stories, you get jokes, you get observations and everything. And that's also what those people found success with. That's what they found as the thing that they were best received by the audience when they were performing. And so I think that I'm most myself on stage because that feels the most organic to me. Whereas I think if if I had different sensibilities, I'd probably just go up and be a character and then hop off. And I'm not like that person at all. I know you <laughs> went to college and you majored in lighting design. What's the trajectory from lighting design to stand up? So I majored in design and used it for all of maybe three months. I don't remember the exact timing. The transition felt, um, they felt wholly unrelated, I guess, until I really thought about aspects of what I learned studying design and how the same way that you frame up a, a sort of design on stage for how you want a person, like an actor to be lit is is a little bit similar in the loosest of ways. It's a little bit similar to how you want to construct a story because the number one job of a lighting designer is that the actor is seen. And then the second job is that they're seen in an interesting way. So it's like just with comedy, it's like my number one job is to make you laugh. But then to me, at least my second job is to make you laugh about something interesting, you know? So that I, I found a little bit of parody in those two, but not so much so that I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I got this lighting degree, I would have never been able to do comedy without it. That was WFUV's Leah Mallory speaking with stand-up comedian Josh Johnson about comedy and his freshman tour. You can listen to the full interview on our website at WFUVnews.org. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And that's What's What.